This is Phantom Electric Ghost, and we're live on the air for the first time with David Kennedy, online body transformation expert. Welcome to the Phantom Electric Ghost podcast. How are you doing? Absolutely brilliant. Thank you for having me. If you can see up there, there's an icon that says Listen on Newsly. They are a sponsor. For those of you that are listening, uh, you can use the coupon code GHOST to receive one free month of that audio service it's a podcast service and we are a featured podcast later tonight we'll be featured as audio only on newsly and i want to let people know we are also happy to be at episode 1008 of the family electric ghost podcast tracking that on apple Podcasts since 2016 and uh for those of you also we have your instagram which is www.instagram.com forward slash dave underscore kennedy underscore TLB that will be fully clickable when we're published on all the major platforms. So you'll be able to click through and get right to Dave's Instagram from there. And tonight we're going to be talking about unlocking your full potential, how Dave Kennedy empowers clients to achieve weight loss success. So after unpacking all that, again, welcome to the, to the show and how are you doing today? Again, <laughs> absolutely great, man. Um, really, really happy to be here. Really happy to be on. So you you've been um, an online fat, fat loss expert, and you're from Ireland, uh, and you've been talking about your experience um, of your your grief you lost um, losing your sister, which resulted you in, in gaining weight, and then you lost yeah. a lot of weight. And maybe you can kind of tell that story in your own words. But I was just giving the audience a brief kind of overview. Yeah, one hundred percent. So. I guess starting from the very start, um, when my sister was alive, um, we're all become from a hardworking family back here in Ireland. Um, we're farming here, so we're farmers, and we've, we're publicans, so we've a bar as well. So not the best mix, late nights, early mornings. So, but very, very hardworking. Um, our family is very, very close. Um, everything kind of circulates around food. Food is a a huge contributor in everyone's family it's it's a sign of love it's a sign of care sharing and for me i was always hard working and i was always i was never on the tin side to be not being honest i was always maybe you know roughly around say 100 kilos so maybe around 200 pounds maybe 190 or so but i was tall enough from six foot six foot two so all along i we played rugby it was a sports it's a sport here in ireland um very similar to you probably know it. like it's like American football just American football is way cooler <laughs> um <laughs> so I always had a place I guess why I'm getting at that is there's a forwards and there's backs and the forwards are always kind of on the heavier side and they have a place there and when I was going through high school coming from you know 14 15 16 years old i always felt like i had a place there so i had that level of acceptance if that made sense because my friends were a little bit heavy uh and we all had a place we had a meaning to be there so it just made things feel an awful it made me feel safe if that makes sense mm -hmm. so i guess the first i suppose major inkling where i thought my weight was an issue was when we started going out partying you know uh, underage uh to be honest um but i could always see all the girls used to go for the backs the teen guys with the abs and mm. that was the first kind of inkling I've ever got that, you know, maybe it's not so important. It's maybe, maybe it's not right to be this size. 
you know, and that was the first kind of inkling. And for me, like I said, food was always a strong uh, part of our life and food was, I suppose, a, a safe place for me. So if I was ever triggered, if I was ever feeling bad, I'd always turn to food. Mm. And that was that's kind of a sign of emotional eating. So I, I, we, everyone can, a lot of people can resonate with that. So not understanding that I would have ate a little bit more because of that not understanding it. And that was true, say, you know, 20, 20, 2009. And then in 2010, I tragically lost my sister in a car accident. Um, and that obviously um, turned our world upside down, to be quite honest. You know, I was 16 and a half going on 17. And there was a few years of anyone can imagine or anyone that's listening. It's, you know, it's if it's grief or it's misfortune, you know, I felt like I was coasting for a couple of years, to be quite honest, just. Sometimes when I think back right now, I don't even remember some parts of it, I'll just be honest. And um, I guess a huge anchor for me was food. It just know, really made you uh, feel good. I mean, it was like a, yeah. it was like calming, soothing, and it, it probably was your go-to um, you know, thing to, to make you feel better. And some people use other things, but like anything can be a problem. Like food people are like, well, food's not alcohol, food's not this. But food still can affect your health because it affect your body and affect 100. your mind and your heart, right? So you end up 100%. having a consequence. One hundred percent. Like sometimes I, I I say I'm very I'm very thankful that you know food was my poison because we have alcohol, we have drugs, we've gambling, you know, we have online betting. Um, everyone yeah. has their poison, if that makes sense. So for me. It could have went down a, a an awful worse route if that makes sense yeah, so yeah. sometimes Definitely. i always look back and i'm always thankful that yes i i i went from you know maybe 190 to 330 pounds in that space in between you know a couple of years um but i'm looking back now i'm very thankful because my life could have been a lot different you know and that's just that's just the truth of it being quite honest but you know food for me going through that it's that was that was like my safety net or that was my level of that was like my safe place mm -hmm. and you know when you're going through you know i'd be honest like i was probably the bold one in the family you know i was the mid one the middle guy i was the middle one in the family i have a younger brother and my sister was older my sister was an angel she never put anything out of place and i was the one who might have gotten into trouble or you know things like that and um i was like why her like why was she taken you know and that was a level of anger there for a long time and that being that triggering me caused that to eat more you know, and that's, that yeah. was all. Yeah. So Did you that feel was guilty the, about that? Did you feel guilt thinking like, yeah, well, why you kind of mentioned like, why wasn't it you? Why was it her? Yeah. So did, did that kind of create this guilt in your head? It's like, and you're yeah, not yeah. responsible, but it's like that, that you still can feel however you feel, right? And Absolutely. That, that causes you to, to get in that cycle. Absolutely. You know, it's a guilt anger you know not understanding why um and i went through that for you know three to four years without you know just not understanding because sometimes you know this is life you know sometimes we can't put in place what is to come or what happens or what misfortune can happen to us in life and you know for me it was just going through that like you said that guilt anger and just not understanding and for me as well it was like food was always that place where it used to kind of make me just not think if that made sense you know it's like a safe 
it was like your safety net. It's like your safe zone. Like I, yeah, I, like I, yeah. I mean, I, I'm a, I mean, I'm a cook. I cook. I bake, and yeah. uh, and I became a diabetic later yeah. in life, and I had to yeah. really change because like baking yeah. was a comfort to me. The actual baking cookies and desserts, and I, I love yeah. doing it. But it's yeah, like process, after yeah. I became a diabetic, I couldn't really eat what I cooked. Yeah. I had to just enjoy cooking and let yeah. it go and give it to other people. Yes. And then yes. not go and eat eat all the bread and the cakes and the pies and all that stuff. And I had to relearn. And it was kind of like I had sure. to reprogram my head. Like I, I can still like to bake, but I can't eat all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's um it can be it can be very difficult, you know, and especially like it's when we don't see the consequences sometimes, you know, that's when it's, it either could be too late or the I wouldn't say the damage is done, but we might be just gone a step too far. And that was even for me, you know, at 20 years of age when I was at my heaviest, you know, I was we're in college at the time. And I for me, I used to live with a, a best friend of mine in college and he used to go to college and I used to say that I'd have a, a class an hour later, but I actually would have a class at the same time. I wouldn't go to college and I'd stay at home and eat, you know, and it was like, I used to have the most comfort when no one used to see me because when people were around, I was fine. I didn't need anything, but it was when no one was watching me is when that's when it was like in my zone of eating. It's like, it was like a secret, yeah. a secret. Kind of like, you know, they, yeah, that can happen with some alcoholics. Like they, 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 they drink yeah. at home. They drink alone. Yeah. You can see the it's same like, kind of behaviors of different types of addictions, you know? Absolutely. It's like, I didn't want to be it was like there was no shame if that made sense you know it's like no one could yeah. see it so no one would yeah. know the difference and you know for me going through that year of college going through grief it didn't you know my emotion it it was just numb to be quite honest with you you know so it it never it never made me think about my weight or think about everything because i was just kind of frustrated with life if that made sense you know, but coming from off the, I suppose, all the negative side of it really is, you know, there was a couple of things that like saved me as well. You know, for me, I'm into cars. Cars is a big passion of mine, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, so cars was something that's very special to me, even to this day, because that kind of, in a way, saved me because I masked a lot of that energy with food and cars. So I used to buy and sell cars. I used to modify cars, do them up. And mm -hmm. that was like a huge passion that was able to mask some of that grief away. And I put like hours into that in the evenings. And but it was like a habit, you know, if, especially in Ireland and, and in the US to be very similar. It's a lot of guys, especially in Ireland, it's, you know, they smoke fags and smoke cigarettes and they, they meet late at night and they chill out and have a chat and might get food or go somewhere and eat, eat as well. And that, that was kind of the that's kind of the lingo with cars as well. So it was a little bit unhealthy as well. And most of these guys didn't really play sport as well. It was like they gave up the kind of the sport and the cars was a passion of theirs. And that was kind of, that was kind of, wasn't as healthy as well. So for me, it was, you know, working late at night in the garage on the garage mm -hmm. and, you know, might get a, you know, get a takeout afterwards or get a pizza afterwards and eating late. And it was just, yeah. uh, it wasn't the healthiest. It wasn't the healthiest. Well, the good but, yeah. You're kind of like so focused on the car 
that you're not yeah. eating like the most healthy dinner at the right yeah. time oh, probably yeah. for the wrong cycle your body getting all kind of screwed up because you're kind of for just sure. eating all this kind of junk just because you're focusing on you know fixing the cars you know yeah. or tweaking I, the cars or just like being so upset like we had a lot of people into muscle cars yeah we got a lot of people yeah. into like hot rod japanese cars like, yeah, hot, Japanese hot is my like skyline skyline gtrs and yeah. celicas yeah 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 and wrx's and stuff like that so and then you get, and then you get people like me. I'm from the I'm childhood in the '70s, and they're taking barracudas and hemis and stags, yeah, cool. you know, stuff like that, and trying to trying to hot rod those. But <laughs> it's cool, man. It's a, uh, and you know what? It's for me. Like it's one thing I like always to say in my stories because, you know, using cars and using that energy and traveling up and down the country, looking at cars and buying cars and flipping them, and that saved me from other bad habits. Mm. you know so it's something that that's very close to my heart still and i still have my cars in the shed and it's something that'd be always there you know um but just continuing on from that it was you know i guess at 19 or 20 years of age i changed my college course at the time i was doing environmental science and we were farming background and i actually didn't like the course and i went into the next year of doing agriculture so farm far, agricultural science so that was probably the first time you know where i felt that that maybe i need to make a change because i was at a level of acceptance at that time where i had my cars uh i was a very chatty guy i'll be honest like i was reared in a bar so i could talk to anybody um and i like i loads of friends that were females and i had loads of friends that were males and sometimes they had uh the same amount of female friends as males and some of the male some of my male friends wouldn't have female friends they wouldn't have the confidence or and it's not that i had in the confidence i just was able to talk like i never talked yeah. or dream and it was always just friends and that was it i'd never see any different than that but i was at a place where i was at that level of acceptance at the time being at 330 pounds where i was i have my cars i have friends the boys and girls i don't need anything i don't need a girlfriend or i'm good you know i, I was like i'm good i don't need anything and life is okay like you know and it's frightening to look back now you know at 20 years of age at my prime you could say and literally thinking like that you know um and that was my kind of mindset going into my second year of college and that kind of changed drastically because in ireland and the same in the us as well our culture is like in college it's a little bit different to yourselves like in ireland how it works is We'd have a few drinks, a few pre-drinks at the, say, at a house or whatever. And then we go to a pub and have a few drinks and everything would be great crack, good conversation, everything, right? But then the clock strikes 12 or 12 or 1 a.m. And then everyone goes to the club. And that was probably the worst time for me because all of my friends, which were guys, would go pull girls or they'd go chance girls or, you know, mm -hmm. try to get out. And I would just feel like so lost. Being, being honest and I'd have so much anxiety yeah. in my chest and I'm just like I just felt like I was in the way there if that made sense and I was building up so much and what I used to actually start doing was just leaving and I got a nickname from my friends at the time called Disappearing Dave and um, at the time they didn't know any different I used to tell them you know oh I got too drunk or I met one of the guys I went back to a house party or you know just lies to be quite honest i was telling lies mm -hmm. but what i was actually doing was i was going home i was getting i was get, get going to getting a takeaway and getting a taxi home early 
and then going home by myself. And that started to get worse and worse over the night. So what actually happened over the space of six months was I started socializing less because it was making me feel worse. Every time coming home in the taxi, in the, in the taxi, and when the taxi taxi driver is asking, you know, why are you going home so early? I was like, oh man, I, I have work in the morning. Another lie. I was like lying to myself totally. And it was just making me feel terrible. So there was a pin, there was epiphany. There's always this epiphany. And for me, it was a Halloween, Halloween fancy dress night in college. And that was the one night that I used to always enjoy because everyone was getting dressed up. No one was trying to like pull or, you know, everyone was wearing whatever costumes, mm -hmm. you know. I think I was wearing a, like a monk costume at the time, Joe, big thing covered over, like, and it was so, it was just a really fun night. And even that night I came home early and I just remember coming back to my apartment and just sitting at the edge of my bed. And I just saying to myself, you know, cause I was very close with my sister. There was only a year and a half between my sister. So we're really close. And even, you know, I used to ask her about girls, think girls things, or, you know, when I was 15, 16, I used to ask her, about, you know, different things. I used to, like, we're very, very close. I, I showed her how to drive, you know, I showed yeah. her how to drive a motorbike. I would like really, we used to lean on each other a lot. And I just said to myself, at sitting at the edge of the bed, you know, if she was here and I told her exactly what I was doing right now and how I feel, how would she feel? And she'd be extremely upset that I was I was doing. So for me, that was the epiphany. That was the time for me to say, you know what, Dave, you have to change. And from that day on, everything I do to this day, to be quite honest, which is to make her proud. Wow. And so uh, your, your sister was your inspiration to like, you yeah, know, yeah. that she wouldn't want you being by yourself. She wouldn't want you yeah. like being the odd man out, not feeling good about yourself. So that was your like catalyst to like yeah. your crucible moment to say, Hey, what am I doing? She wouldn't that want was, to see you could like say this, my, right? Absolutely. You could say that was my why you could say, yeah. you know, and everything kind of fast forward from there. Um, I push, I'm, I have a, like a very stubborn personality. Once I put my mind to something, I will do it. And that was the most strongest why anyone could ever have. And, 15 months, fast forward 15 months, I lost 125 pounds in 15 months, which was quite uh, drastic. It was very quick. Wow. Uh, and looking back right now, because I was as green as anyone else, I hadn't an iota. I didn't have an idea how about nutrition. I didn't have an idea about training as much. You know, I played sports, but I didn't know anything about food or calories or macros or anything like that. And you know, I could have done things looking back right now. And this is why I'm coaching today is because the things, some things I'd done right back then, you know, I wouldn't dream of doing it right now, if that made sense, you know, under eating, yeah. not eating enough calories, etc. Um, But look, everything, if you ask me, everything's an experience. And that's why we're here today, you know. Yeah, so you you took an approach, and you just found found your own way, but then you started to realize that maybe like the weight loss process you know, it has to be sustainable, has to be like in a healthy way. And it looks yeah. like you started to figure out like, well, there's a, there's a multiple legs, it's like your, 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 your mental state, your, your, your spirit, like your soul, your mind, your body. 
Some people just yeah. look at it and say, well, I'm just going to bulk. I'm just going to exercise. Yeah. But if they've got like a limiting belief or some kind of problem with in, in their in their head, in their mind, and they don't yeah. solve that, they're going to probably have continue to have problems because it's not just the body. It's like 100%. your heart, your mind, soul, body, spirit, right? A hundred percent. Like I, I always like to say to my clients is, and I use a, a bar as an example, it's like three legs of a bar stool. You have mind, nutrition, and training. The stool won't stand if you've only two. And what I done was I done the training, I done the nutrition. I never done anything up here. And mm. that was the biggest takeaway for me because what I see and people will be listening in and people will have tried to diet. Everyone just does the calories and everyone does the food. And they never do anything up here. And the most important thing is up here. This is the most important thing that's going to get the life, the lifestyle, the, the, the life lasting change, the long lasting change. So the stool won't stand if you don't have all three. And that's why we work with every area, even in-house psychotherapists on our program to do with the mental side of it. Because for me, I'm the perfect example of doing it the wrong way. I done the food, I done the training, I got in the best shape ever. You know, I lost 125 pounds in 15 months. 15 months later, I done my first photo shoot. I was ripped up and all but if anyone saw me or saw the side by side they'd be like oh my god that's incredible and i'll never forget in 2016 when i was doing that photo shoot i was looking at myself like you need to improve this you need to fix that here you need to fix this not good enough here so hypercritical of myself and just blinded by not being able to see what i've actually achieved why yeah. is because i never done anything up here you always need to reflect and appreciate every step of the stage of your process. Why we say that is because when you do that, that's a milestone. And people like people look at a very surface level, to be quite honest with you. They say, oh, I want to lose 30 pounds. Great. What's that going to feel like? Oh, I'll, you know, I lose two dress sizes. Great. But like, what is that going to feel like? Because what actually happens is when they actually get the two dress sizes, they kind of realize, oh, it's not as good as I thought because they've done, they done nothing up here. If anyone, anything triggers them or anything throws them off, they slip back into old habits because they've done nothing here. What we really try to do is work on everything up here so you actually get the, the, the confidence on yourself to move forward and keep going this way because you're not looking at the old you. Why I felt like that or was very hypercritical of myself, I was still looking at, looking at myself through the lens of 330 pounds. Yeah. I was still looking yeah. at myself because... Why, I say, why I'm saying that to you is because there was no balance. There was, it was literally on or off. So I was literally like dieting. Yeah. I was doing my thing, or it was like, it was like yeah. literally in reverse, you know? And there was no balance. And I was like, you know, I used to say to myself at the time, I was like, you know, I've done all this like hard work and I look good. And well, why, why am I like this? Like I thought it'd be like easier, or, like not so like um, volatile. I felt like very volatile, like that it was, does it have to be like so volatile like this, you know? And yeah, it's it's and it all like to be quite honest with you, it comes down to like self appreciation and self love, you know. And yeah. this is where this is where people like miss an awful lot is if you're going through a journey and if you're losing like a significant amount of weight, say even thirty pounds, fifty pounds, a hundred pounds, like that's that's a life changing that's life changing weight, you know. And that's a roller coaster of emotions in itself to go through that. 
And like so many people look at this through like the surface level of, oh, I look great going from like a, a triple XL t-shirt to a medium. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. And I've been through that and going from, you know, 40 inch waist to like a 30 or 32 inch waist. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. But you have to be able to work, make sure that you feel as good up here and inside because it's very easy to work on the outer, but we have to work in the inner as well. So, yeah. and in your mind's eye you, might still see you as like 300 pounds or wherever you yeah. were. And yeah. then if a lot of times they're like, we're, as we, you know, artists, we're very self-critical. Yeah. So a lot of the artists I know, they're, they, they're like really good, but then they, 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 they deprecate themselves. They basically say they're not good. Yeah. 100%. And so then, and then, then they don't appreciate what they have. And so a lot of times they build up all this work and yeah. they only show somebody like they got a hundred songs. They show somebody one. And usually it's the song that's safe. It's not the yeah. song that's actually them. They're too scared to show the real them, yeah. the real you. The real personality. And so it's yeah. really about like not loving yourself, not appreciating that everything doesn't have to be perfect. And in fact, the yeah. process as an artist and even a human, I think, like you go through the steps and you, yeah. you, you're right doing something, right? And it's like, you're going to make mistakes. And if you down yourself for every mistake you make, instead of seeing it as part of the journey, then you exactly. don't appreciate the trip. hundred <laughs> percent. It's, it's, it's very similar. I think, you know, it's very similar in many different ways. It's even from an athlete's perspective, if they're playing high level sport, it's, you look at it from the same way, you know, we can all be extremely hard on ourselves when, if we don't do any of the work up here, you know, when we don't appreciate, like you said, the, the mistakes and appreciate the, the, like going off track a little bit and understanding why that happened. And it's about, for me, it's like, what we like to teach our clients is like awareness, self-awareness on everything, because I like to look at it as a way of, you know, if I can make you give you enough awareness on everything of why you do it and make it really easy for you to say like, oh yeah, that, that actually makes sense now. Like, why didn't I think of it that way before? Why am I feeling like this? Oh, this is why I'm feeling like this. Or why does that trigger me? Or maybe I need to take a step back from that. So I'll be okay. It's understanding you. The more you can understand yourself is the more you're going to understand everything or why you react to this. Because with emotional eating, for example, you know, there's so many people and there'll be so many people listening to this where it happens to them and they just move on. They're like, I don't really know what that, why that happened. Or it's like, oh, the bad day, I deserve that. But they, that happens again, 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 and again. We need to befriend that. And that's like one thing I'll always say is like, I am, I am still an emotional eater. I never say I'm not an emotional eater. I just know how to befriend it now. I understand it. So I know my trigger points. Like, for example, coming up to December, it's my sister's birthday and she passed away in the 21st of January. So that time period is, is quite difficult for us, right? Christmas time, etc. So I know I need to take a step back and don't put too much pressure on myself during that time because I know I'll be on more edge and people might be able to resonate, but they will be able to resonate because everyone goes through misfortune. Everyone goes through something, right? It doesn't have to be grief. 
and there's going to be a tough time in a different time of the year, whatever happens, you just need to understand that better for yourself to understand, okay, like this brings back memories to me. This is kind of an uncomfortable time for me. I just need to be careful of myself and don't put myself under too much pressure at work, for example. Don't put, too, put, put myself under too much pressure because what happens is someone, some people love to put extra work on themselves. And for us, this was like, I think this is in everybody's like, in everyone's genes that, you know, work harder and, you know, a busy mind is a, a better mind. And some of it's true. But we need to analyze why we're feeling like that as well, because eventually we're not going to continue to be able to work. We need to understand it and be able to break it down. Yeah. And that's very, very important. So it's better to have the awareness around every step and have the awareness around that because that's what's going to make you understand you better. So if you work late and work or they call you in for overtime, that you don't get peed off and come back and just order takeout, like, oh, I deserve it. I worked overtime. Or if it's at the end of the week, if it's at the end of a week and a Friday night, it's like, I worked so hard this week, I deserve it. But you need to ask yourself, like, why, why are you telling yourself these things as well and understand it? And honestly, that comes back to purpose. For us, I feel anyone that comes on our program or anyone I actually talk to in general, and because we all know people that have done a program or has done some sort of a weight loss thing. We probably have tried, I've tried on team before, my own journey, shakes, you name it, all different types of things, right? And they never really worked. And I always kind of understand, wanted to understand why that was happening or why people lose weight and they put the weight back on. There's a couple of things like we've talked about and most importantly is, is purpose, is understanding like why you're doing it in the first place. Yeah. And yeah, me, you really have to decide. Yeah, like you're saying, like if you don't know why you're doing it, yeah. Like like why do you like a lot of people say, well, I want a million dollars? It's like why? Yeah, it's like what why, is yeah. it you're gonna do with the million dollars? Exactly. Is it that you really want peace of mind? Right? Is it that you really want to be able to run your own business? It maybe doesn't take a million dollars. Exactly. So then like you gotta start asking yourself, what do you want? Why do you want six pack apps? Why do you want to lose this weight? Well, maybe I, like I want to feel better. I want to be healthier. Yeah. Start asking the question, like, and figure out what you're trying to do. And if you like, like if people go through the fad diets, like you said, if you could do something incrementally sustainable, that rather than some ten step or twelve step or fifteen, yeah. like if you know you could do this thing and you could do it for the rest of your life because it's an ongoing battle. Like a lot of times. If you choose to do something, I'm a cancer survivor. So I had to come up with, and I got it yes. when I was like 27, I'm 56. There's certain things I had to decide to do. And I had to yeah. stay on that and kind of do that and not, and not stop. You know, I, I couldn't really stop. I had to stay on a certain path. And what is For actually sure. doable and what's not doable? Exactly. I think if you can find something that you can do and it's not going to be something that you're just going to put on the shelf, and it, it means something and you have a goal, then I think you can achieve it. But if you put, make it so impossible, yeah, you're not going to do it. You're going to stop. <laughs> 100%. I think that like you've hit the nail in the head. I think, you know, there's a couple of different issues, right? We have social media now and we have this false persona of everything is literally false. If you ask me in it, you know, People look at this and 
the difference the difference now for people is that people want it yesterday <laughs> they yeah. want it straight away and they'll do anything to get us so all like the, the losing 10 pounds in seven days or whatever it is you know whatever gimmick it is like they go for it <laughs> you know because yeah, yeah, they yeah. want that they want that speed but i always bring it back again to the purpose it's like anyone that comes on our program and comes on board we we it's like an interview process really because we really want to actually find out what you're doing in the first place and why it's important to you so when the going gets tougher there's times that you don't want to do that's what you need to be thinking about so i always bring it back to for example you know a busy man that has you know three loving kids and she's trying to look after all the family and look after the whole her husband and everything and she always comes last and that's that's the, always the biggest thing and you know sometimes we have to understand we have to get her to understand you know why you do in the first place because most people they make it about themselves an awful lot i know it's a very easy thing to say but the difference is is if she jumps up in the scales on a friday or a saturday for example she might freak out when the, when she doesn't get the results she wants and she makes it about herself and she she splurges out or she implodes for example so mm -hmm. we just want to change that change that thought a little bit for a second so we understand her purpose is like okay why are you losing the weight so obviously you want to lose a few pounds yourself perfect that's great surface level stuff but it's like you want to lead example for your kids you want to be the best man there you want to have energy for your kids you want this to be the most like enjoyable time when they're growing up everything changes so when she has when it's not about her anymore it's a bigger picture yeah when she jumps up on the scales again and just say she doesn't get the answer she say well do you know what i've done everything right this week i have more energy everything is good she doesn't implode so it's not about her that's the difference in getting true purpose and that's what gets you a lifestyle change is changing the whole purpose and that's what we do <laughs> is to really get people to understand that because you know i think that that's important yeah the focus i mean the focus a lot of people they lose focus because they have all these influencers and all these yeah, like 30 yeah. second 90 second reels telling everybody like you said you can get it yesterday and yeah. everything that I ever dealt with, you know, in my business, I'm a software designer and in my music and in my podcasting is like, there are podcasters that typically stop after 12 episodes. If yeah. they don't get what they wanted, it's like, well, what did you yeah. want? They want and the my flex. Whole point, yeah. And my whole point with, I told people say, like, well, why are you doing all these podcasts? Why do you do it? I said, well, you know, I kind of look at it as oral lessons are how human beings learn. And I, whether I was gonna make money with this thing or not, but I, I've had over a thousand hours yeah. of talking to human beings. Incredible. And when you, it's like a master class with the world. Yeah. And if you think of like every experience that you have with those people, whether you hit the number on some chart, isn't the point. The, the experience of actually talking to the person is the point Absolutely. because they, that exchange and ideas actually makes me better and it helps them For too. Sure. And so it's, yeah. that's the goal. But a lot of people, they, 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 don't, they miss that. They say, well, I didn't get where I wanted on this chart yeah. after 12 episodes. Well, you know, it's something that you got to decide why are you doing it? <laughs> For sure. Like I couldn't, I couldn't agree more, you know, like I always say, like we live in a world of flexes now. It's like, you know, 
earn 10 grand, make 10K in a month now by doing this <laughs> course or, you know, if I can lose 20 pounds in, in two weeks, like all these, like, all these, like, like basic unrealistic kind of measures that you might, you, you might get it, but how sustainable is it? You know, and what actually happens is the majority of people that come to me and the majority of people that I talk to is they're after using like three and four different coaches or have tried three or four different things. And the sad thing is like, they say to me, you know, Dave, like, I feel like there's something wrong with me because they've lost the weight. They put the weight back on. They've lost the weight, put the weight back on. Or is there something wrong with my, my body? And I just, you know, it's, 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 it's sad because that's the persona people have now from doing all this type of, you know, and people think there's more of an issue with them than there actually does not, you know, it's just really actually finding the real sustain, finding something sustainable, number one, and finding the real purpose for to get, for them to get the lifestyle change. Because when you have true purpose, that's what's really going to get you to where you want to be long-term. And that's the the most important thing for me and that's why we call it the lifestyle blueprint here because we really want to get the lifestyle change you know for me i'd be telling you a lie right now if i was doing the same thing when i was 330 pounds i'm i'm absolutely not and i'm not going to tell anyone anyone that saying oh you can eat whatever you want you can you know <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't work like that there's going to be some sacrifice you guess no, you can you walk around it <laughs> of course yes there's going to be there's going to be sacrifice. There's going, but we can make it suitable as much as we can. But we're going to change everything up here. So you're going to look at it differently anyway. And you're going to see yourself differently. You're going to appreciate yourself more because I always say the, you know, the, the training and the nutrition is just a byproduct of everything else. Because when you feel better in yourself and you get that self-love and appreciation for yourself, your work, your relationships, your friends, how you approach yourself, how you look at yourself like your life changes, you know, and sometimes people, you know, I suppose they, they don't look at it from that perspective. They know oh, I'm going to look so good in like a smaller t-shirt. It's so surface. It's really the negative self-talk and limiting beliefs. A lot of people say, well, that's foo-foo, that's whatever. Like, but that's the core. Like the one 100%. thing I've learned with all these talks is like, like all the artists I've ever met, all the therapists and life coaches I've met have totally focused on negative self-talk, limiting beliefs, like looking in the looking class, looking in the mirror and taking yeah. that self-assessment and actually coming to the same kind of conclusion you're coming to. That's like, you got to do something that's sustainable. You got to know why you're doing it. And you have to that's have right. an idea that like, you know, understanding that this is a lifelong thing you need to do till you're not here that 100%. and it, nothing ever is like easy it's always hard to get out of codependency it's always hard to get where you want to go like there's all these stories about people do it overnight but it's really no overnight sensation everybody has actually done a lot of hard work and then they spin Absolutely. it and they spin yeah, it and they make you feel guilty because you didn't do it but they didn't tell the full story <laughs> it's 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 funny you say it because you know there's for me like i get so many uh people that come to me and they say you know dave you you understand it and i always ask them what do you mean by that oh you have been through it 
So you understand how I feel some days. You understand how I feel when I'm struggling. Because most of the coaches that they had, you know, were born with a six pack or they can't resonate. They, they don't, they can't resonate with the, the ups and downs of being overweight or experience what like that, what that is. Or for example, like walking to a, a busy crowd or, you know, walking into a new environment, the, how that feeling is of you thinking what people are looking at me or they're looking at my size or, you know, we, we all, we can, we all felt it before. And the thing, the thing is, is like being able to resonate with people. What, like one thing I would say is I don't work with bodybuilders. I don't work with like bikini girls or like girls that want to look good <laughs> in the holidays. Like I, I, I'll say it, I'll say it out there. I love working with people that really want to get the lifestyle changed that I can see myself in. Mm-hmm. And that's the most important thing for me because I feel like I'm a part of the journey then. Because that's, that's what gives me purpose. You know, it's being a part of that journey to get that lifestyle change because it's priceless to me then. That is the, the most important angle of it uh, for me. And just coming back to the, you know, the mindset side of it, I guess, you know, my journey, I guess, really, really started for me is when I lost all the weight and I was looking the best at that photo shoot. That's when my journey really started because this is when I started to work with, with the mindset. mindset. And yeah. yeah, you know, six, six, seven years later of doing it continuously is you could literally say I'm like a, a literally qualified a therapist as well <laughs> at this stage, but, um, I love to, yeah. <laughs> it's core to I everything. Love, it's like, if you don't yeah. deal with the, like a lot of times when I talk to people, there's so much noise that I oh, tell yeah. people what that they're, you know, whether you're creative or at work, it's like, you need to kind of step away and, and find the, the quiet. Because if yeah. you can't, you, the, in the quiet, you can refocus. But if your mind's all cluttered with all this noise, whether it's the noise of limiting beliefs or the noise of other people you're trying to compete with, like you have to kind of find some peace and find a way to get that peace, you know, exercise or walk or just give yourself some breathing exercise or something to give yourself not to focus on your problem, not to get your mental state. They give yourself some time. And I think a lot of people today are so connected that they don't give themselves that space, you know, sure. and they really need the space to, to, to actually contemplate. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, you know, you said something very interesting there is like, I call it the, the monkey mind. Cause you, you feel like you've so many monkeys rolling around with negative emotions in your mind and you just can't think you've been like, you, you just can't, you can't concentrate. So it's very easy for us to, dwell and to be worried and to worry too much and overthink when we so much of that going on in our mind. And for me, I like to look at it from a logical perspective. And why I'm saying this is because I've been through this. I've done this myself. This is all part of building self-love and appreciation for yourself. And this is what we do in the program is we show you how to become your own best friend. Why is because you tell your best friend only the best advice. If they ask you any questions, you give them the best advice of the best advice you could give. You're not going to tell them anything you didn't want to tell them or be mean to them or anything like, anything like that. They're your best friend. You love them. So you, you have to become your own best friend. Mm-hmm. And how you become that is like the way I like to do it is I create an imaginary friend. The imaginary friend is, is you, your logical mind, for example. 
but I always give it a name that we don't know. And anytime you've all these like crazy, crazy thoughts coming into your mind, it's like ask your best friend, for example, Jeff is my best friend. Ask Jeff, is that true? It's like, no, Dave, you're a successful online coach. You're helping thousands of people. It's like, oh, that makes sense to me. I'm okay again. And building that up, it's like training. It's like in the gym, you to train that. You, it doesn't just happen overnight. You have to train that. Now, Jeff is not there at half as much anymore, to be quite honest, because I've trained it so much. And it didn't happen overnight, I'll be honest with you. But in a, in a, in a, a different tense, it's just basically talking to yourself very logically. What's the truth in that limiting belief? Tell me, where's the truth? Where's the proof of that? Some, some people say, oh, I, I can't. Uh, I'm, I'm not good enough for that. It's like, yeah, if, if that's what you're believing, you're going to believe that. That's what's going to happen for sure. But like, show me the truth. Like, where, where's the truth? It's like, you know, they can't, can never do it. They can never give me the, the factual proof of it. And it's like, you're just telling yourself stories. You know? Yeah, a lot of people feel they don't deserve love or they don't deserve this and yeah. they're, they're their own worst enemy. I guess so many people I've talked to artists and painters and walk into their loft and see all this work and said, did you put this in the gallery? No, I'm not good enough. And I'm like, yeah, looks good enough to me. It's like, but they won't even give themselves a shot because they, they have that voice telling them, oh, it's not good enough. The next one will be better. And then they never self-actualize. Yeah. They never actualize. And you, that happens like not just to artists, it happens to everyday people. They have the same 100%. mindset. And it, to me, it's like, there's nothing wrong. It's not arrogant to put your voice out there to go oh, and oh. say something. But so many people are so afraid of their own voice. Yeah, They're scared what people it's are going to, they're going to hate it. And they, they, they're going to hate it themselves. Once again, and then they go, well, how can this person say that? Well, because they've got to the point where they actually love themselves and give themselves permission to be able to speak. And some people feel it's like, well, I don't have a right to do that. It's like, well, you're a human being on the planet. I think you have a right to do speak your mind. And, and for sure, and a lot of people never learn that. <laughs> no, for, for sure. And you know, it's, it's funny when you're just saying that, like it just brings, it hits every, it hits every angle, you know, like it hits every area of your life. And like, it, just when you're saying that, you know, even for me, like I, we get so many guys and, and girls that come to us, you know, in their late twenties, early thirties that, you know, have the job, have a great career, you know, they, they're, they're ticking the boxes, but they haven't found their partner yet or, they're struggling with the power because a lot of guys see what I've been through and a lot of guys come to me that need to lose a couple of extra pounds and the confidence is low. And there's a big issue in that. And that's what my heart is very close because, you know, I can under, I've been there, you know, and just with the self-love thing, just to bring back to that is like, that can affect everything, you know, because even for me, when I lost the weight and I was looking great, like that's like roller coaster of emotions for a, for example, this is just another wave of the journey is that, you know, going from being unnoticed by the opposite sex, like, you know, being at your heaviest, like never being noticed, for example, to actually getting noticed. And look, I know Tom Cruise, like, you know, so it's the, the thing. The thing is, is like, that's overwhelming. That was overwhelming for me to experience that, to actually mm -hmm. like, and that was hard. That was hard. And like, this is what people won't talk about. 
because that's what they'll experience as well. And you need to have the self-love in yourself yeah, yeah. up there because I was in relationships with good looking girls, for example. And I was like, what the hell is she doing with me? Like, yeah, what, what does she <laughs> Self-love, like, and if there was a row, if there was an argument, I'd walk. I was like, sure. Just walk you you didn't think you deserved her. Like, That's the thing. Like, never... if you don't think you deserve it, then you're the same thing happened with somebody like, like in business. If yeah. they don't really think they deserve the position, they kind of self-sabotage. And they said, well, see, I didn't really deserve it. 100%. So they, they end up walking out of that too because they don't they don't feel they should really be there. And so then yeah, they, don't back they get it, they, 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 they messed it up. And it's like, well, yeah. how, why did that happen? Well, because look in the mirror. It's like, it's not the other guy that did it. You did it. It's like, so like that's a hard lesson to, to learn, you know? Yeah. A hundred percent. And like, it just comes back to exactly. It affects every area of your life, you know, from relationships to work, to business, to, you know, to your own, like whatever you're passionate about. It's like, for example, you're saying with the with most musicians, like with their work, some guys, like I know guys like, have, even for me, incredible cars, for example. It's like, geez, you should send that into a page and show it off. Like, no, no, Jesus, no, no, no. No, it would be good enough for that. And that's 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 for the car, for example. But that's all down to the reflection on yourself. Yeah, you know, the guys, it's, it's, they they they'll probably show cars that you're like, well, that's not as good as mine. Well, that yeah. shows you they're musicians because they got the guts and they got the yeah. they're rambunctious. It's like they might not be as technically as good as the guy sitting in the room that that is amazing, but he won't show his work. So a guy yeah. that's not technically not as good, but has the courage to go out. And even though he's not as good, he's not Jimmy Page. He's not Hendrix. He's not Jim Morris, but he's willing to put himself out there. And then people are like, well, yeah. how, how is he doing? Because he believed in himself. Yeah. And that that's the difference is a lot of times there are people that aren't technically as good as like, as wow, but they're not, but they have, that something where they're willing to put themselves out there. And, and that, that's the difference. It's a mental kind of thing. It's like, if you're willing to, to get over the fear, you can get there. 100%. It's like, it's like a block, you know, it's, it's like a block that it, and that's why I always say, you know, you know, the, the, the nutrition and the training is just a byproduct of everything else of how this is actually going to change your life, you know, and it's the truth. You know, like, and that's the way people should, you know, if they're going on a journey or going on a weight loss journey or whatever it is, they need to look at it from that perspective, not from, oh, I'm just going to lose 30 pounds or I'm going to look good in my drop two dress sizes for Christmas. You know, like I give a perfect example is I, did, I, did, I was talking to a lady yesterday and she's like, oh, I want to, you know, look good for my Christmas party. It's like, oh, incredible. She was, she wanted to sign up. And I was like, how is that going to feel? Oh, it's going to feel great. You know, it, it's going to feel so nice. And I'm like, okay, but, you know, how is that going to feel? And she kind of was like, she didn't know what to say to me. But I was like, this is how it should feel. It should that you should put on your dress and that dress look should look so good that you feel so good in yourself. I want you to imagine of what your other half sees when his jaws hits the ground when he sees you in that dress when he's besotted by how you look 
And then when you go to the bar or go to what the function, it's how your friends view you, how that's going to make you feel. Because if you visualize it like that, when it happens in that night, you'll appreciate that's the milestone. That's what you mm -hmm. remember. But just looking good for the dress that night, it'll just fade yeah, off. Let do. Yeah, well, let do. Can they get disappointed? Yeah, can they get disappointed? Yeah, this is, yeah, this you know, like like if you don't actually like you have the why or like what are you doing like why are you doing it? yeah you know then 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 it's like it's easy to shoot it down like cause then 100%. suddenly like you're like like why did you want that million dollars now you want two million dollars well what did you want yeah. the million dollars for yeah because now it's like well it didn't actually solve the problem there's actually other problems so what is 100%. the core thing that the problem is why I want to be independent and I want to, but if you go on the train and you put yourself out there, then suddenly like, well, you made a million dollars, but now you owe $3 million. Yeah. So what does, what does that mean? <laughs> so, like, for, for, for sure. Like, you know, these are the milestones that, these are the milestones that people need to like feel and visualize and experience because that's what they're going to remember. That's what's going to build the self-belief. That's what's going to build the self-confidence to make them move forward. That's the most important. That's what's going to help give the lifestyle change. They're the, 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 that's the, the milestones that's going to, each milestone is going to like reinforce who you are every time because it's not surface. It ain't surface then. And your, your identity is changing. You're changing how you look at yourself, how you feel about yourself, where it's all oh, great in the dress. You know, we it's an Irish thing, right? It's probably in America as well, but it's like we have a, a department store, like it's called Pennies. It's like you get fairly um, nice, nice clothes there, but it's quite cheap. Um, but it's such an Irish thing where like, especially for females, it's like they might have got a nice coat, right? And so everyone will like compliment them on it. It's like, oh, you have a beautiful coat. Oh, she got a Pennies. Oh, got him pennies like you know this is the this is the mindset right yeah it's and like they just push it off like here it's they like it was it like sears like you got it at sears sears yeah yeah, like yeah you got it at macy's you didn't get it's like, it at yeah, macy's oh, sure. you didn't get, you i got it in sears it but New it's, York. so it's, it's like they it's they not really it the thing <laughs> they, 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 they brush it off right but if someone said oh that quote's horrible then they remember that that's what they remember yeah. it's not the compliments Instead, I should have said, yeah, it's fucking amazing. Instead of saying, yeah, I actually love this coat. It's amazing. Not saying, not brushing it off. Appreciate it. Appreciate the compliment. Take the compliment. You know what I mean? Also, it's like, yeah, you could wear something. It really doesn't matter where you got it from, but it's yeah, how it you matter. wear it or how you put it together. That then Absolutely. suddenly, like, you look, people look amazing. But they're wearing yeah. all this vintage clothes or something they got from the from the, from 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 a shop somewhere. You know, and it's yeah. not from Macy's and it's not from New York yeah. and it's not from Paris, Absolutely. but they had a sense of style yeah. and they put something together and then it's like them. And, and that it's, the most, is like, it's for sure. And like the most important thing is what I'm really getting at is like to take the compliment for them to take it. Cause we yeah. don't like to take compliments, you know, it didn't matter. Like so, that's what I was mostly trying to get at is like really appreciate that where people they just keep brushing it off like they don't want to take a compliment but they they remember when something is said bad to them oh yeah you know, well, then people will be like oh i'm not that pretty if somebody says yeah. they're pretty like you're beautiful oh i'm not no my sister is more prettier than me my best friend's prettier than me like if you do that then you never yeah. 
It's the same yeah, thing. Where, where do you end up? You end, end up in that yeah. place like you're talking about. It's just like it's it's always about the reflection. It's always like a reflection of themselves is like you said, it's looking at that mirror every time. If you're looking at your mirror every time saying you're not that pretty, you're not that beautiful, like you're you're going to believe it. Yeah. And if you, you know? believe it, that limiting belief, it it keeps you from everything. Like you could go into every program, you could be going and get the six pack abs or you could get I'm into saying. the dress. But if you go to the party and say, well, I'm not as beautiful as Mary. After I'm all the saying. work you did and that you still don't think you're as good as Mary. Cause Mary's doing all that. Then it's like, absolutely. well, you could be all that too, but you just don't believe it. <laughs> I, 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 absolutely. Like I always say, you know, in life, you know, the biggest, the biggest thing that's going to stop you is yourself. That's, the biggest thing that's going to stop you there's nothing else going to stop you it's if, but if you believe in yourself like you said like the artists that have the guts or have the courage just to go for it, it doesn't matter even how good they are it's actually they're going to where there's probably amazing artists there that don't have it and they're they're not doing they're not getting to where what they want for example you know yeah, I mean, that's the difference that's the difference yeah because i've talked to authors and they yeah. put themselves out there and initially they didn't believe in themselves and then suddenly they've got the confidence and then they've sold like tons of books and they before that point they really didn't think they could but then they have some epiphany and then they realize it's my voice and i shouldn't be trying to compare it to stephen king or somebody else yeah. it's like i need to just say what i need to say and then put it out there in the world and then get behind it you get behind it and believe in it and if you actually show that level of confidence then it's like the law of attraction yeah like if you don't believe in yourself then people don't people will be down on you and those like the down will gather but if you have the confidence that seems to draw people like well that person's is drawing this energy and then the yeah. energy comes around you and then you can build off of it and that starts from like not being into the limiting belief, you know. It's not arrogance, right? It's not arrogance. 100%. <laughs> like, I think that, you know, you've hit the nail on the head. Is for me, like, going through my journey is when in Ireland, like, it's, it's say in America or to worry or dwell, we always say it's, you know, in Ireland, really, I think it's, it's okay to dwell. And what I mean by dwell is, like, for example, you could be driving your car and, like, in your head, you're like, off oh, to pay that bill, I have to, I have to sort that next week. Is like, tut, tut, you know, this kind of, that's not right. And like, that's, I always thought that was normal. It ain't, it's not normal. That is not normal. And the major, the most important thing is, like, like you said, is to really actually working and getting at that higher level. Because if you're at that lower level of frequency, with all that negativity around you, there's nothing most likely like that's going to be a reflection on yourself. But if you're getting away from that and getting out of the monkey mind, as I say, and like becoming your best friend, you're at a higher frequency. So you, you're looking at yourself, you're, you're, that's a reflection. So you're looking at yourself better, you're backing yourself more, you're, you're approaching people more better, you're, you're yourself. You know, you're, you don't feel like you're, there's anxiety there, or you, you don't think you're good enough to be in that circle, for example, whatever it is. You know, it's, it's how you actually look at yourself, and that's where you're going to be, like you said higher frequency and there's going to be more positivity comes towards you yeah you don't hide you don't you don't run away like a lot of times like if you've got that limiting belief you kind of showed it where you, you would go home 
you stay by yeah. yourself. And, you know, and and that's where the, the you know that's the mistake that people make is because they think, well, I'm not good enough to be in the crowd. I'm not, yeah. you know, worthy. And so, like, until yeah. you get past that, you're gonna still be in that cycle. And it's like, it's like I love being able to talk like people like yourself who are life coaches and 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 people who can help people with yeah. your 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 ideas of empowerment. And I do want to encourage the audience again, because we're at the end of the hour, to go check out your Instagram, Instagram.com forward slash Dave underscore Kennedy underscore TLB. Click on that and start your journey in, in the right way. Talk to someone who's going to ask you, like, why you want to do it. And, then, and that, that's not a fad. That's like trying to actually solve the issue. <laughs> One. 100% and like the most the most important thing for us is I always say to everyone that comes on board is like this has to work for you not me I can tell you train 10 times a week eat 10 meals a day and you be you could be like yeah no problem Dave but in the back of your mind you're like when is this over that's never <laughs> going to work that's never yeah. going to work so it's, it's our job to make this work around your life your business your day-to-day -day, how that works if you're traveling if you're if you're overseas if you're on the plane twice a week Whatever it is, it's our job to make this as easy as possible to work for you. Because I always say to any of our clients is, we kind of want you, we want you saying, you know, oh, geez, like, this is doable. This is easy. Mm -hmm. If it's like that, there's going to be a longevity in it. You're going to see yourself doing it long, longer. So that's the most important thing for us. And we really try to break that down because everybody's individual. Everyone has different, everyone's life is different. Everyone's job is different the mindset everything everyone is different so it has to look at it from an individual basis all the time and that's very that's that's key well that's a really good approach i think that's like the person the person approach where you you, you you know you actually check out what people are telling you you listen and you provide like the individual approach it's not the cookie cutter approach it's like it has the individual approach and I, yeah. I i appreciate what you're doing i think people ought to check you out and like I said, we're going to be on, we were on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. This will be on all the podcast platforms that people are familiar with from Apple to Spotify, iHeartRadio. We're on all the major platforms. So that will be available tomorrow. We were live again on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook. And I want to thank you again for being on the program. Uh, thank you very much for taking the time. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Have a good I think it's probably daytime there versus nighttime here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's 11 a.m. here. <laughs> yeah, thank, thank you. you very much. Have a good. See you. Have a good day. See you later.